There we go. We are live. So thanks for doing this so late. I appreciate you coming out. I got a Thank huge you. just promotional stuff to talk about and music. Tons of music stuff to talk about today. So Okay. Let's start. Um, with... thank you for thank you for waiting for me. Appreciate oh, absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh let's start with some music. I love it. I can do it this way now. Every story starts the same way Hi there. Happy Saturday. It is January. No, it is not. I'm sorry. Hi there. <laughs> Happy Saturday. It's live. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Happy Saturday. It's February the 1st, 2020. And I'm Eric talking at you from beautiful Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, where if you read, if you read the Bible backwards, it's actually a crazy story about the human race killing each other off until there's only two people left. And they move into this beautiful garden, and then the female pukes up an apple, and they get naked. <laughs> Sounds like a way better story than what's actually out there. <laughs> Doesn't it sound great? Um, speaking of great... My name is Jeff. I got my sound effects back. You got your what back? I got my sound effects back. Yes, you did, and I can't hear them. You can't hear them still. Hey, it doesn't matter. Uh, hi, everybody. We are live on Spreaker.com, uh, so you guys can chat with us live online all through the show, or you can call us, 604-655-9630, if you happen to be listening on Spreaker.com. Um, feel free to get in touch with us in any of those two ways. Uh, live live chat or 604-655-9630. The phone lines are open, and that phone line is always open to you guys. Just if we are not on the air, it will go to a voicemail, and you can leave your message. Um, but it is set up to take messages for our callers. Before I say hi to Gord, I'll just get the bullshit out of the way. got to say hi to Mike at Pit Lane Parlay. Uh, big stuff going on in, you know, race season is underway. So very exciting for them. They are the number one IndyCar and racing podcast on the internet. Uh, take a pit stop at Anchor Podcasts and leave them a review. Got to say hi to my queen, the coupon queen pin on Anchor.fm doing her CQP moments. Um, always, I love her posts on Facebook. They're not happy. I wish I could make them more happy. Um Awesome. And I got to say hi to my two best friends, Alex and Tom. I had the pleasure of doing the Thor's Kin podcast with them uh, this morning. That's so much fun. It it was a good time. Uh, did you do the, um, the What's the Wish game? I didn't hear the end of your episode. Uh, um... I think so. Where where uh, they where Tom posts the pictures on, and you have to guess what they are, or give your explanation of what they are. 
Yeah, I really bailed bad on one of them, but I kind of nailed the other two, so that's okay. Nice. <laughs> I They tried to tell me the points don't matter, but they didn't start saying that until I started winning. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, they made that very clear in the beginning with me. Usually when people say that, they do the classic whose line is it anyway thing, which is like 10,000 points for you. Yeah. Three points. But he literally just did one point. Minus one point, one, yeah. one point. <laughs> I pulled out way ahead, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, but you know the points don't matter, right? And they're like, oh, okay, I see how this works. Um, but that was a wicked, wicked time. We had a lot of fun. I I think they got a little impatient with me uh, trying to take the show in weird directions that they didn't want it to go. Um, it, it, by talking about things that you shouldn't talk about on the air? No, not not at all. Those guys will talk about anything. Yeah, they do definitely will. Um, but just I, I, I just kept changing subjects, and and they run a pretty tight ship there. They try to. Yeah. So yeah, they uh, definitely take some shit. Oh, what they do. Awesome time! You guys can check that one out on Podbean dot com, where you can also hear Eric and Gord. What if we're right? Uh, it's got a nice little Podbean page as well, um, and they are very excited to have Eric and Gord. Uh, as soon as possible. We will arrange that. Absolutely. Got a, a couple more guest spots I'm working on for us. And, of course, our guest spots are wide open for anyone who wants to join us. Because it's just, it's just too much fun, man, having other people. It just adds that. It's got me totally, like, reinvigorated. And not just talking to those guys this morning, which they got a hold of me, like, 20 minutes, like like I did to you. Um, that's, they were just like, I get this, this text and it's like, Hey, I was wondering if you're not busy today. (laughs) Gee, I wonder what this is about (laughs) with no notice whatsoever. And I just thought, you know what? I have to do this. And I'm really glad I did. Um, other thing that's got me super pumped is we got an amazing review on Apple podcast yesterday. Did we ever, um, and we got a second one that you didn't hear about. Actually, oh. I, it was a it was just a personal one for me oh, that I will really? share with you guys. Uh, but we got you can check out on Facebook. I even created a poll over our review we got from Van Listens, who uh, I determined I believe is from Germany. That's uh, the best, my best guess. But a great review by him. Any review is a good review, in my opinion. And that guy went to a lot of work. Like, he spent time on that thing. He did. I actually really want to read the whole thing because I only read the post and there's the, the bottom line or so is cut off. So Yeah, it just says, uh, uh, I I listened to an entire episode to see if they'd redeem themselves and they didn't. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I thought it was just uh, fantastic. Just made my day. I've, I don't think I've ever been happier. He put a lot of effort into that review. And thank you very much, Van Listens, for posting that for us. Um, that's going to get and us. And thank you for using words that, I'm not, that I have to look up and define because I don't understand big words. Yeah, what was it you said we were uh, – I don't have it in front of me now. Something about us yeah, like I, prognosticating or – Yeah, so, uh, has a P word that I did. That, I think he said we were pontificating. pontificating. That, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't believe we pontificate. I'm not sure I've ever pontificated. 
I don't know. I thought I took a cream for that many years ago. I'm not sure. Uh, here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, they pontificate on and on. <laughs> Insinuating that their mere existence had a vast effect on the world. Nothing could be further from the truth. I highly doubt either fool has contributed in a positive manner to anything in their small world. <laughs> oh, I love no, it. No, for the record, it took me everything in my power to not freak out on him to say, fuck you, Eric tried to run for mayor. What the fuck have you done, you pompous dick? But I didn't because I appreciate the feedback, even if you use words I don't quite understand. Uh, it is obvious their combined IQ is that of a rotting cabbage. <laughs> I love that. Like this, that's po- this guy put some effort into this. Those are some grand insults, and uh, and that's why I responded. Um, this is one of the nicest things I've heard about our show in a long time. Thank you. <laughs> so good. And on Facebook, I just simply said, "Hey, thanks for listening." <laughs> uh, very nice and please feel free to leave your re- reviews I love them and that has got to get us some listeners if if people don't tune in after that review there's something wrong with them I know that would I would immediately want to listen to this show if I oh didn't. absolutely uh, so thank you Van Listens now one that I received shortly after that um was directed to my personal account. And I'm going to look it up here because I don't remember it word for word. Do you remember, Gord? I made some comments recently about firemen. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and that maybe they don't deserve as much credit as we give them. Because yes. what do they do, really? They, they point a hose in the right direction. That's what these guys do. They as long as the water is facing the right way, they're winning. Uh, so I, I, remember, I, got, I, got I didn't th- say too much about it, if I remember the comment. Uh, I got this. Eric, I just listened to one of your podcasts, and you are discussing a firefighter. I'd like to know where the hell you get off saying their only skill set is to hold a hose. I have several friends that are firefighters, as well as friends whose fathers were firefighters. I have friends whose family members have died. I'm Maybe appalled by your comments <laughs> and lack of intelligence to say such a thing about individuals that risk their lives every single day. Well, I just have no words. If you think you're funny or think you know what it takes to be a firefighter, you are sorely mistaken. Well, thank you. I'm not going to name the name of that person, uh, but thank you for listening. I appreciate you tuning in. I also know several firefighters, and uh, I—I I, maybe you know better ones than I do. And good on you. I hope you do. And I still—it's a physically demanding job. No, they don't risk their lives every day. In fact, most of them don't risk their lives most of the time. Um, I there are they heroic? Sure, as as first responders, maybe. Um, I just think they get too much credit. I'm not insulting anyone who's died. I don't I don't know anyone who's died as a firefighter. But I wasn't yeah. directly insulting any of your friends. I, I agree with you when you absolutely when you say that no, they put their lives online every day. Uh no. They they really don't. They there aren't that many many blades 
cases where they're running into a burning building to rescue people, that doesn't happen every day. Exactly. So, no, you're not risking your life every single day. You're just not. A cop will risk his life every day in areas where there are lots of gunfire, where people fight back with cops. They risk their lives every day. But I wouldn't say that every cop risks his life every day because, well, they don't. That is absolutely correct. So thank you both now, for your for your remarks. You know, <laughs> thank you, know you who for does listening. Their life every day, though, Eric. Who's that? Um, uh, little children who are under the under the uh, guise of priests. That's who that, risks their that, lives. Every that day. is very very true. Yeah. If you want to send in some comments, please go to podchaser.com or go to Apple Podcasts or right here on Spreaker.com. There's a comment section. You can leave a review or you can always, I love getting emails. I know that I'm old fashioned, but I like getting emails. So you can send your emails to Rose McGowan is stupid at Outlook.com or my uh, new one I've opened for our new uh I just because it's a new day and I felt like doing a new email for you guys. So you can reach me directly at Todd Cocker and could blow me at gmail.com. <laughs> and since he's already got cock in his name, it won't be far off for him to do. That would be C O C H R A N E. Todd Cocker yeah. can blow me at gmail.com. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's funny. <laughs> he got booted off Facebook. He got in trouble for being a dick on Facebook. All right, let's move on. I have so much to talk about. Um, first of all, I, I wrote these down real quick before the show, just super quick, that I, I just want to touch on them. I'm not going to waste too much time. But the final tally as of last night's episode, 9,836 listeners. So as we approach Season 3, We'll 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 break ten thousand before season three. Wow! So out of nine hundred, or sorry, nine thousand eight hundred and thirty-six total listeners, we have had one bad review in two years. So that's pretty fucking good. That's not bad at all. And I don't even think it's that bad of a review, but no, because um, we pontificate. Ninety-eight hundred listeners. The last time we did a live episode, we had about three thousand. This wow. has been a particularly good season for us. That number rose very, very fast. It it stalled out because the show has been kind of in a weird sort of renovation stage for about three months. And it's still, that's not ending. I'm still improving every day. So the numbers obviously have gotten a little slower. But still, a meteoric rise in my opinion. Very, very happy with it. We're starting to show up again on Chartable. Everything is on track for me to take over the world in the next five years. Perfect. Um, speaking of which, the registration for the 2020 People's Choice Podcast Awards officially opened today. So we will be registering for that right away. Uh, the nomination period begins July 1st. That's when you guys can nominate us in any category as many times as you would like and get us a 2020 podcasters people choice award that would be really dope the award ceremony is corresponds with international podcast date which is september 30th so plenty of time 
to get your nominations in. Well, you can't nominate us till July, but registration opens now. So other podcasters, if you have not registered, uh, please keep it that way. I want to win all the stuff. <laughs> and this is, what the, this, this is what, the 14th annual for them? This is like that's this quite is a while. 12. 12th annual. Oh, not going to the website. They started 2005, I believe, was official, was the official, which would make it, that would make it not 12. I'm reading it right on. It says the 14th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. I believe you are correct. It is 14th. I have 12th written down here for some reason. I was distracted. I was looking at pictures of Kurt Cobain's hot daughter and writing at the same time. <laughs> so what would ours go under? Is insanely hot. She is very good looking. Uh, Michael Jackson's daughter is uh, not too hard on the eyes either. And I was looking at weird, gossipy, fucking shit about them. So I don't Eminem's daughter is also good looking. Um. What else do I have here? Uh, real quick, I guess I'll say this, but I'll say it more at the end of the show. I am launching a brand new website. I purchased the domain today. It's going to be a little different from the we are right deal with it.com website. This is this is going to be just an Eric and Gord extravaganza with a photo gallery from like every photo that we've ever done, every logo, every picture, all the good stuff. Um uh, interviews, our reviews, our—it's just going to be like this Eric and Gord fest. It's going to be like the Denny's platter of Eric and Gord. Uh, that's going to be launching this weekend. I, I announced on Thor's Kin that it would be tomorrow morning. That may have been a little ambitious, but before the end of the weekend, um, you can still visit us at wearerightdealwithit.com. But. That's going to be toned down a little bit. The new one's going to also include a daily blog by me that's going to uh, talk about what we talked about on the show and just uh, some more opinion, a little more concise, written um, kind of my views. Like if I don't get to say something on the show or I know Gord didn't get to say, you can go to our new website and read it in our blog. That is very simply ericandgord.world. Simple and easy. World. Um That will be official. I'm going to get some help from some friends of mine at Google to clean up the um, shrapnel, if you will. There's a lot of broken old Eric and Gord crap online that needs to be swept up and moved away. Because I keep starting these <laughs> new, new things. <laughs> But this weekend, ericandgord.world will go online, and I'm excited about that. So, there you go. It's going to be very cool. It's, it's just going to be fun. It's just gonna be, If you really like Eric and Gord, it's going to be there. And if you agree with uh, Van Listens that we are the only credible news source on the internet, uh, this website will, it, it really describes our process of how we pick the news and how we deliver it with, I, uh, just sound advice on how you can make that news work for you we don't just tell you the news we tell you how to be in control of how that news affects your life nobody else does that that's right uh 
I'm, I'm not going to. And I got point. something to talk about with us, by the way, what proves your very point. We'll talk about that later, but. Please do. I don't. I'm talking all music all day, but we could do a little, a couple of things. I mean, I know we got to touch on Trump a little bit. Uh, probably Brexit. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but feel free, if you want to join in the conversation, you can live chat with me now on Spreaker.com if if you'd be listening and, and doing it, I guess. Um, or 604-655-9630. Phone lines are open. Gord, what would you like to talk about? Well, something that we discussed off the air and never actually brought it up to the podcast because something we we're both sort of going to look into. And I'm glad we did. Well, at least I did. I don't know if you did. In Montreal, there's a gentleman who is in jail uh, for – he got a life sentence. Um, he had murdered his ex-girlfriend, uh, stabbed her, did a whole bunch of fucked up shit, uh, wrote on the wall, defaming her, calling her a whore or whatnot, left that on the wall, called his brother and turned himself in, uh, admitted everything, went to jail. Um, while he was in jail, he was – the entire time he was in there, he was listed as a high-repeat offender – and then sometime within the last two years, um, he was brought down to a moderate risk uh, to reoffend. Um, then six months ago, they decided, ah, let's just put this guy down to uh, low risk. He's not going to reoffend. And they gave him and they and they let him free. They 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 put him on a, uh, on a good behavior release program thing and let him stay at like a halfway house and um now the way here's what we talk about with the difference on the news when i first found this first article it was listed as the reason they let him out was so that he could um because he had man needs and had to get basically had to get laid not true uh, yeah. um totally and they also and also the very first thing that he did once he got it was he murdered a prostitute. Also not true. He's been out since March. And um, then just recently he did hire up a prostitute and murdered her. Um, uh, before anybody even knew the murder happened, he had walked into the police station, turned himself in, told them what he did, told them where they could find the body. They found the body. Now he's being recharged again. This is why when we bring stuff to you guys we do our best to make sure that we're not bringing up the first thing that comes up we try to do as much sort of background checking on this as we can to make sure we're bringing in an accurate news because when i first sent that link to eric i was disgusted like it was eric's like well calm the fuck down asshole make sure um make sure you know what you're talking about yeah let's look into that i'm glad you did because there are so many things wrong with that initial uh release um, that none of it made a whole lot of sense, but the basic facts were all sort of still there. The guy was listed as a high-risk offender. All of a sudden, he's down to a moderate, and then all of a sudden, he's released. And again, within months of him being out, he murders somebody. I mean, come on. Um, whoever let that person out really needs to be held accountable and responsible because um, – now, one of the things I did find from going through my searching under multiple different sites, and which was very difficult because this is a local thing out of Montreal, so I could only get local newsprints about it. But I did find three out of the eight that I was able to read up on that um, that all said that, that the reason that the main reasons this one came through is because the liberal government was forcing jails to release 
major offenders uh, to show that they can be rehabilitated and put back into um, into society. And they're saying that this is something that they're actually being almost forced into. Who are some of the biggest offenders? What's the worst thing they did? Okay, well, instead of them serving out their full 25 years, let's get them out in the streets within less than 10. Wow. And this is one of the guys. That is so. a, that's amazing to me. Um, and it happens, guys. You got to watch out, especially for news online. Um, it's bought and paid for, uh, so you got to be careful what you're reading and how you're reading it. It happened to me in my personal life last night. I was talking to a friend about vaping, <clears throat> and I read all these horrible things about how evil vaping is, and uh, it turned out they were all written by Michael Bloomberg, <clears throat> who's notoriously <laughs> oh, invested in in tobacco. So uh, obviously he's gonna talk shit about vape. Yeah. So it's just something you gotta watch out for. Um, check your news, know your truth. Something I will say, um, and there is a full disclaimers on our website, uh, posted by me and the Champion Tree Entertainment Company legal team. Uh, if it's not evident, uh, Eric and Gord, what if we're right? Is a humor based. Uh, opinion editorial show um, we should not be your first line of of news coming at you um, the opinions and stories presented on this show are presented for entertainment purposes only um, that being said every effort is made to ensure that the the information Gordon and I pr- are providing to you is uh, current, accurate, and factual. Uh, and that's something I take very seriously. So, uh, But nevertheless, you should be checking out your own news. Don't... for Now, I appreciate that you guys think we're the shit and you think we, we know better than everybody. Because we do. But you, you can investigate this stuff yourself as well. And feel free to call and get in touch and say, hey, no, Eric, you were not exactly accurate about this certain thing. And I'll be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'd be happy to listen. Um, so, back to Gord's story. I don't even know what to say to that. I, You know, the goddamn liberal government, every once in a while... That beard makes me think his government's doing okay. Because um, he's really kept Justin in, in check since they came back from vacation. And I like beard. But things like this just drive me fucking crazy. Why are we reducing sentences ever at all? We should be making sentences ten times worse. Yeah, I don't... Like... Again, I understand the concept behind it. You know, uh, we want to prove that, you know, jail isn't just a place where you make criminals worst criminals. Uh, you want to believe that it's it's a place where you can be rehabilitated, you can be put back into society, and you can do well in society. But you, you, you got to pick your battles, and you, and you got to pick your the people you're going to go to battle with or for. Like, you don't pick... Like, a guy who murders his fucking girlfriend and writes messages on the wall that's not a guy who made a mistake see he, no. he knew what he did. um of course he got played it as 
or he tried to use the defense of uh, uh, temporary insanity and everything else. But again, how much of temporary insanity is when immediately after the thing happens, he calls his brother and confesses and says what he did. And he did it the second time around. That That's, that's not crazy. That's the desire. Yeah, you I, can't control yourself. I fully believe um, not criminally responsible needs to be removed from the equation in in our legal system i it is so often not valid and it's such an easy way to go uh i just i think it's too easy they're handing it out like prozac now everybody's not criminally responsible uh some of these guys are just fucking monsters and i i can't buy into the the not criminally responsible thing i think it's something we need to either we we got to get we got to rein in the legislation on how easy it is to to uh, use that defense or we have to just eliminate it completely in my opinion well I mean it's it's a it's a relatively dumb defense because well he's not crazy he was crazy at the time well you know what in, in order to commit such an act you gotta have a level of crazy in you anyways right so you know defending it by saying oh this person should <clears throat> should go, I mean, like, again, I understand the difference between going to jail and going into a mental institution. But again, if you murder somebody because of a mental defect, not just because you just have an off view skew of the world, but you just murder somebody because, fuck it, they pissed you off. So you murdered them. That's why we I don't have, think you that, should, that's why we have manslaughter yeah. on the table. <clears throat> that's yeah. what manslaughter is established for. You, you, you can establish that you're guilty of manslaughter then, and I'll, I'll go along with that. But this, not guilty of anything because I was a little bit fucking nuts. Gord's absolutely right. You got to be fucking nuts to do some of this twisted shit. So it doesn't it doesn't really jive. No, and you don't, I don't, you don't get let out later on because in a controlled environment, you didn't murder anybody else. I mean, come on. Like, it just smart the fuck up. Yeah, and see, I had a little experience earlier, <laughs> uh, well, at the very end of last year, with the mental health department at Vancouver General Hospital. I was admitted <laughs> against my will. Yes, and what I had to do, they said... Uh, is this was was everything in your head? Did you make it all up? And I said, no, it wasn't. I didn't make it all up. And they said, okay, go to bed. Then the next day they said, was it all in your head? Did you make it all up? And I said, no, it wasn't all in my head. I have witnesses. They said, okay, go to bed. The third day they said, was it all in your head? Did you make it all up? I said, yeah, fuck, it's all in my head. I made it all up. They said, all right, here's some bus tickets. Have a good life. That literally, it was, it was that easy. Like, I told them what they wanted to hear, and I got out. Um, when I wasn't telling them wow. what they wanted to hear, I got more pills, and I got sent to bed. Both good options, but I wanted a cigarette, <laughs> so I made them let me out. And that's what these guys are doing. They're they're either not crazy when they go in, or they're, let, they're pulling an Eric on you and making you think they're not crazy for five seconds while you sign the discharge paper. Uh, start doing your job. I don't believe in doctor fatigue. I really don't. If you can't hack it, get out and let someone else do it. Um, yeah. You need to be on the ball when you're diagnosing and assessing these people. 
if you're if someone's slipping through the cracks, that's on you. So uh, figure it out. No more not criminally responsible. And if they are not criminally responsible, keep them in the fucking hospital. That for me should be forever. Like I think yeah. if you get off on that, then you're in a hospital forever. Yeah, there is no parole. There is no chance of no. You are in. If you're going to claim that you are meant so mentally unstable that you are able to commit murder and not know the difference of it being right or wrong, then you never, ever, ever get out of that hospital. No, no, you don't go to if jail. You go to jail. That's you the have a chance. You don't go to jail, but you're in the hospital forever. So take yeah. your chances with 25 years in jail or forever in the hospital. That's it. And forever literally means you will fucking die there. Absolutely. Definitely. But and I'm hopefully also, sooner than uh, later. But I'm also a bit of a proponent. If if you get a sentence that puts you – that you will never see the light of day, that's it. You're done. You're – you like there's a guy – <clears throat> there's a couple of guys in the like serial killers and whatnot that were put away. They got like, you know, like 700 years in jail. I love know, that so shit. Like those, which are hilarious and funny and all, but plain and simple. You put them in, you spend the first, I don't know, five plus years studying them. You get whatever information you can to help future investigations, future enforcement to be able to catch people like them sooner. As soon as they get no more information, you put a bullet in their head and you end it. Uh, I, no think it should be, I, I think it should be their choice. You can opt. If you know you're in for 700 years, you can opt for, for Gord's bullet. At any time you want. I don't think there should be the option because why – look at the sheer cost of what it costs to keep one of these people around. And what are they doing? Nothing. No, we can They're put never a threshold on it like you said. Like we're gonna we're gonna bump we're gonna rub you out in ten years, but uh, you could take a bullet behind the ear today if you want. It's cool with me. Or we'll we'll study you for ten years and then we'll off you when we're done with you. It's up to you. I'd be fine with that, I guess. But I just think you should put like a much quicker. You can learn everything you need from a guy in a little less than fucking ten years. And yeah, if they're not, I, I would say so. Share their information. Then okay, then you eat the bullet tonight. That's no problem. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's going to be a, Gordon. And I when we're in charge, uh, which seems like it could be sooner than later, um, we're going to be very diplomatic. We're going to be very democratic. Like you're going to have a say in everything. We're going to present you with yeah. options all the time. Uh, you're not going to like those options very much. Most of you. Uh, <laughs> But we will be presenting you with options. We're very fair that way. Like Gord said, you can let us fucking probe you like a caged animal for five years, or you can take a bullet right now. Like, we're not monsters. It's totally up to you. Totally up to you. It's, it's, you know, you get the the choice. Even in jail, you get that democratic option in jail. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Die die now or die later, whatever. But you will die. And Eric and Gord government will be huge proponents of the right to die. Um, I think it's absolutely disgusting the hoops they make you jump through at the end of life if you now decide to end your life. Now, we've uh, the fact that that's an option in Canada is great, but I still think that the it's such an involved process. A lot of people die waiting for approval. 
That's yeah, not right. that's fucked up. If you want to die, you should be allowed to die. There should be cyanide booths at the end of every hall in the hospital and and, and in every <laughs> ward in the jail, uh, federal penitentiary. It should be right there for you, right in your face, like right this way and you're fucking free. <laughs> I like the Futurama thing where there's a suicide machine on every corner. <laughs> Absolutely. I I think we should be actively encouraging it. For just for certain people, like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not some crazy German who's gonna start telling people to fucking tie electrodes to their testicles and send me pictures. Um, but if you want to die, I don't think we should tell you you're right or wrong. I agree to that wholeheartedly. Um, I don't know why. I think one thing. Any, yeah. I think if if we're gonna go in any positive direction in the next 50 to 75 years, I think everyone's involvement in our business has to back the fuck off when it comes to, like, the pro-choice. And when I say pro-choice, I mean all choices that affect you directly like that, Um, uh, be it abortion, the right to die, uh, anything you fucking have to choose for yourself, everybody else needs to back the fuck off. Um. Start letting us make our own decisions. Stop telling us what to do. I think that's that's the only way we're going to progress in any advanced sort of way. That's just my personal opinion. Oh. Uh, Gord, on the other I, hand, I, just wants to yeah. kill all of you. So, Yes, I do. I want to... Uh, to just you're all good absolutely <laughs> you're all safe with me still <laughs> um, I have something here Eric that I I was hanging out with some friends uh, last night overnight and they were they were listening to old episodes of us yeah and I heard some very old ones where you were first introducing your your uh, uh, theory on how how to what what needs to happen to the population. And it was about a year ago. I was actually quite offended by that idea. Did we didn't argue were... yet back then, but no. uh, I was I was quite taken aback by your suggestion. Now I'm starting to warm up to it. But it's funny listening to that. <clears throat> I still stand, even after all this time, I still stand by it. The only way to solve the problems of the world. It's the only way. I don't know. You could be right. Um, <clears throat> you are cutting out all crazy on me here. What is going on? See, breaking up. There we go. There we go. Why are we breaking up? I am going to shut this down. I think it's you. Every time you Google something, I haven't Googled anything. Okay. Every time everything you're looking, that's on my computer. Every I, I I'm not saying that's it. I'm just saying it. Every time you look in that direction, it seems to happen. <laughs> it it likes my pretty face so much that when I look away, it gets suspended. <laughs> so I am getting all the. I'm just closing a bunch of stuff on my computer here. Sorry for this. We'll edit this out. No, we won't. It's live. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say we'll edit it out, but I won't. I won't edit shit. So, Real Eric. quick, I guess we got to mention uh, the vote to 
have witnesses in the Trump fucking sham of a bullshit trial uh, didn't go through, so there will be no witnesses. The final vote on impeachment will happen on Wednesday. This motherfucker is walking. He is walking yep. right back to presidenting on Wednesday. So that was a tremendous waste of time. And he'll do it again when he gets reelected. Uh, that I am not 100% sure of. I think I, I'm starting to really warm up to the idea that he may not. And I like that. That makes me happy. Um, but this was a complete waste of time. And the thing that angers me the most about it is the fucking QAnon motherfucking conspiracy prick idiots get to say that this was all planned and it was it's all part of the big fucking plan. And I hate that because it's stupid. I even got into Yeah, a... but you know. Sorry, go ahead. It's. It's. it's <laughs> the, the reason, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not a big supporter of Trump by any means. Anybody who listens to the podcast knows this. Um, but the simple reason is, is just simply because. Remember, this is a group that literally said. This is an open shut thing. This is not even a second thought. Of course, he did it. We have all the proof in the world. It's la da da, and they still couldn't get him on it. Every one of them are now looking like a bunch of because remember, it's not just a matter of that that the Democrats have gone around their way and trying to do this. Every single one of the Democrats that are starting to they're trying to run against Trump. Every one of them, their number one concern isn't what's best for the people. It's eliminating Trump from Trump from office. This is where they're going to lose. They're I think all most, standing up saying the same thing. I think most of their concern is getting rid of Bernie Sanders right now before they even focus on Trump. But they, we knew they were going to get stonewalled on this witnesses thing. Um, I don't know why we even bothered going ahead with this. And I guess Nancy Pelosi kind of wanted to back out and then no one would let her. So she had to go ahead with this fucking thing. Well, she started. She opened her fucking mouth about it. So um, when you start this type of thing, you got to have something to stand by. And if you don't have the witnesses to stand behind it from the get-go, you don't start the proceedings. That She's is, an idiot. The whole group are fucking morons. That is what most people said was this thing was rushed. It should have been another six months down the road, and then Bolton would have been – his book would have been out. He would have been ready to testify, and a whole bunch of things could have been done differently. But QAnon uh, people – Please, anyone from QAnon who wants to have a rational discussion with Gordon and I, please get in touch with us. Um, Todd Cochran can blow me at gmail.com, and I would love to have one of you on the show, or even Q, if you're out there, you're obviously listening to me, because that's what you do. Um, get in touch and tell us what's going on, if and prove to me that something about any of the nonsense you guys fucking spew all day is true. Um, Because it's, now it's starting, now they get a little bit of credibility and I fucking hate that. Yeah. Yep. And it's, again, I don't see any, I just don't, I don't see Trump not winning this, the next one. I just don't see it. Everybody on the Democrats have been fully discredited. Every one of them have been discredited. All they're doing is fighting each other yeah. at this stage. Yeah, the they're game. not looking good and in that regard. You're absolutely no. right. So you're fighting each other. You all have the same platform, which is eliminate Trump. That's it. Nothing else to stand on. Just eliminate Trump. The biggest thing. And I listened to three of the four runners tonight 
all three of the four runners in their speeches openly say in their open speech, we've got to eliminate Trump. Obviously, that's first and foremost. That's what's best for us. Well, you see, <laughs> no time in history have you ever heard them say any president elect coming into an election coming in saying the reason you want to vote for me is so that we can get rid of this other guy. That that's not how you vote. That's not how you get wins. That this is. is- that, that attitude is why people fucking quit for companies because that's a bad manager. That's a bad person. You know what I mean? It's for that. I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book right now. It's a very boring book because I love to read boring shit. And it's all about uh, the psychology of voting and the four theories of why we vote the way we do and how we vote. It is absolutely fascinating. And there are massive teams of people working behind the scenes to ensure that you vote the way they think you're going to, the way they want you to. And it's freakishly accurate. They've been analyzing like every election in North America since the dawn of time. Uh, Very interesting stuff. I want to, I'm going to, as I read it, I want to pay very close attention to this election going on in the States and see what happens in November. I want Trump gone. I really, I am done with this bullshit I want normalcy return to both of our countries and that's not going to happen with him and if he comes back now he's going to be so puffed up and fucking pompous uh, he's just going to be a nightmare for the next four years we can't I don't want him in there and, and Beard probably doesn't either I don't know about Justin he dealt with him for like a long time before Beard came but I don't no think other, no other that. leader of any nation wants him in Everybody's sick and tired of his bullshit because, well, he calls them out on anything he feels he wants to, <laughs> whether it's true or not. He just mocks everybody relentlessly, and you know the too many actual people think that's a great thing. The actual statistic that I read this afternoon: four percent of what Donald Trump says publicly is true. <laughs> Four percent. That's by um, Politifact, who's a, a fact checking. Their their name says it all. <laughs> they they fact check politician statements, and uh, during the course of his presidency, he averages four percent truth. Ninety six percent is complete fucking balderdash. I love wow. that word. I never get to use that word. That was a fun game too. It was indeed. <laughs> I want him gone. I'm sick of him. Our country, I don't care. Nobody's better. Who gives a fuck? Trudeau can stay forever for all I give a shit. Um, but I want I want Trumpy gone. I'm done with this. It's kind of like the last season of the Jersey Shore. You, you went one season too long. You know, I've wanted him out since day one. But you know what? I want him back in for another four. Because I think that this is the president that America deserves. <laughs> plain and simple. This is it. This Donald Trump is the epitome of what the whole planet thinks of your country. That's well said. He is the ultimate representation of what everybody hates about America. Trump is that person. So fuck you, America. Get him for another four years. You deserve it. Uh, you've worked hard to get here. Um, you've imprisoned enough people. You've uh, you you've shot enough black kids. Um, you deserve Trump. Well done. Keep him for another four. Be great. Well, because if, you know what's going to happen in another four years, Eric? 
Every other country is going to learn to be independent from America. That's I, what I would love to see happen. Now I want to fish out my mega hat. That is fucking great. <laughs> I couldn't have said it better myself. Well said. Uh, where are that we should trying? be segment. I just want to keep an eye on the time. I'm going to th- give a little shout out to uh, the stories behind the songs. Uh, which debuts in just a month, March the 1st. Stories Behind the Songs debuts on, I believe, Apple Podcasts and a couple different places. But follow on Facebook and check it out. That's an Oracle Media production where every week a different host gets to tell you the stories behind some of their favorite songs from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, zeros, 10s, and now 20s. Um great band sticks the cars uh uh the beatles silver chair pearl jam bjork uh the list goes on and on and on it's a really neat show debuting march 1st if you follow on facebook go to the stories behind the songs page there's contests and polls you can enter and uh there's a silver chair poll up right now asking um which fan choice song which song that i'm not featuring that the fans think i should so if you're a silver chair fan go to the stories behind the songs facebook page and pick a song you'd like to hear more about and that'll debut on march the first if i ever fucking finish recording it now speaking of pearl jam by the way eric so i listened to the new pearl jam song oh goody <laughs> um Jesus, what an abomination of music. I, um, I'm i not judging until the album comes out on March 27th. I'm going to judge the album as a whole before I comment any further. I'm I, not judging the album. I can only base everything off of this one horrendously bad song that just came out. But my God, is it bad? It, it, it's, it's, it, it's like it's... The funny thing is, is the... The mute, like this, the vocal singing, a for me doesn't even match the music. No, like the I, music is. It's like they just they just stole somebody else's music track and put Vetter's singing voice over top and said, "Ah, fuck it, they'll listen to it." Kind of, <laughs> and uh, the I, I appreciate how Pearl Jam tries to make every album very different. Uh, I like that. A lot of fans don't. I think it's very cool. Uh, I, but they've never just acts what makes them Pearl Jam, which is the amazing guitar work. And this yeah. song was like some fucking Rhodes piano or something. His voice, you're right, didn't match it. And it's not even his, like, singing. Even when it goes into the chorus, um, it's not, it's like he's on the phone, just, man, the freaking clairvoyance or dancing. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's no love for it. There's no excitement and passion in his voice. It's just him reciting lines, basically. Uh, that was I was and very uninspired I lines. This this, I I, this song will make me a fan of older Pearl Jam stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like wow, I can appreciate the other shit now. Uh, that the past is now and the future doesn't happen or whatever. Come on, dude, you can do better than that. You're just regurgitating statements from the flatter society. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> if that's what he's doing, then it's great. If it's a, if the song's a joke, if it's like, yeah, this song's making fun of flatter, then I'm all over it. 
<laughs> my opinion will change wholeheartedly. <laughs> Something interesting in Pearl Jam. I just read an article uh, with an interview with Dave Abruzzese, who was their technically their second drummer, but people know them know him as their first. And this claimed that Dave Abruzzese got snubbed at their Hall of Fame induction. And I just want oh. to say, nothing could be further from the truth. They very much uh, spoke very kindly of Dave Abruzzese and his his uh, contribution at the at the induction. Uh, they had Dave Krunson there, who was their actual first drummer. He he showed up on stage with them, and Dave Abruzzese got much love from the entire band. So whoever I didn't look who wrote this shit, but it's shit. I just wanted to clear that up. Um, somebody else, um, a drummer, who the fuck was it? Aerosmith? Can't remember the drummer from Aerosmith, I think. Uh, they got inducted to something and, uh, the drummer wasn't allowed to be there because he was temporarily not kicked out of the band, but basically his role in the band was put on hold, um, because... Uh, because of, um, I think it was a, a drug and alcohol addiction. And so he said, go and get clean. And when he sort of came back, when they're getting ready for the induction, they came back. It's like, well, I want to, I want to be there. I want to play. They're like, okay, you got fucking, you got 10 minutes play. And he wow. played and they said, no, and they said, no, you're look at, you're all over the fucking place. No. So he's trying to sue the band and he, and everything else. And they're just like, look, we're not, trying to take this away from you but you can't fucking play right now yeah. what do you want us to do have the whole band sound like shit because you can't hold a fucking beat you're the drummer you're the driving force of the band to keep a solid timing and a solid beat you can't do it fuck out of here that sucks and i know when i i was in one band that had to be very seriously uh um run like a business uh the drummer under socan rules the drummer was uh not a musician the drummer oh, did he, he unless he wrote unless he actively wrote the lyrics or or a guitar part or something. But writing drums for a song does not qualify you as a musician under SoCan rules. So he was just a, a hired help by the band. He was not a contributor, which I, fu- I th- fully think is bullshit. That is bullshit. Holy crap! Yeah, I'm, I'm actually right. It's Joey Kramer from Aerosmith. Wow. Yeah, it was for sorry, it was for the Grammys. That's what it was. They were being tested as like a lifetime thing for the Grammys. And well, he was not year? allowed to be there before. Yep. Um, and he's not allowed to be part of it. What the fuck? He's like, I believe he's 99, 104, something. He's not a young, what are you doing? Fucking tone it down. For... Ah, he's 96. They got that backwards. <laughs> uh, you're, an, oh, you're old as shit. What are you doing? Fucking calm down and play the drums. Like, you're ah, uh, you can't just party when you're 69, man. Look at look at what's going on around you, fucking. Ozzy's yeah. going down in a big way. Uh, Brian Johnson uh, recovering in a big way. Uh, they just announced a 2020 tour. ACDC did. Yes, they did. A 2020 farewell tour. Uh, don't take Aerosmith with you. Because their drummer sucks, apparently. 
very happy to see ACDC playing, and I heard mixed things about whether it's uh, Brian Johnson or Axl Rose, or maybe a combination of both. Um, it's supposed to be Brian Johnson. Yeah, I, I, I could see him coming out and just kicking ass for one more tour, and then just fucking dying on the last day. <laughs> uh, I see Ozzy doing that too. Ozzy's going to bite off his own head on the last show of the last tour. <laughs> oh, that would be the greatest thing in the world if that happened. Uh, so what a way to really watch great... over, watch over this act while it bites his head off, <laughs> or gets uh, Sharon to do it. Sharon just comes out and, like fucking dresses him. He comes out dressed like a praying mantis, and Sharon just comes out and fucking tears his head off. <laughs> that would be good. Alice, Alice Cooper's touring this year too. He won't be able to top that. Oh, my that'd be great if that was Alice Cooper's show. <laughs> my mother is going to see Alice Cooper. She's already got her tickets, and that bothers me. Because yeah, my that's, mom's that's... not supposed to be cool. <laughs> I, I still can't believe that Alice Cooper opened for Motley Crue. I'm still having a hard time swallowing that. Yeah, that's very strange. I saw, that was the tour I saw for the uh, final tour of Motley Crue, and Alice Cooper opened, which is cool because I finally got to see Alice Cooper live. But... I love Alice Cooper. I always have. Um, I know he's a dorky old man who golfs, but that's not the guy on stage. Uh, no. And I love him for being so open about that. I think that's hilarious. He puts on his fucking little, little nice little outfit with his polo shirts and his fucking golfy pants, and goes out there and drives the shit out of a ball. But yet goes <laughs> comes out a, again with his eye makeup and. <laughs> he's on a team with Kenny G, though. <laughs> like that's pushing it, Alice. Come on. <laughs> You can like I don't mind that you golf. That's cool. I can I can handle that. But you gotta go with fucking Kenny G. <laughs> My God. You so, know you're an you know you're awesome at what you do when you can get away with that. <laughs> I guess so. I hope he's planning his murder though. I hope he's just setting him up. <laughs> he's gonna use his head as a tee off next time. That would be amazing. I would love to see anything like that. Uh, in, in the world of, I've got a good tour and then a very, very bad tour. <laughs> what would you like to hear first? The, uh, let's, let's hear the good tour. I want to finish on a bad tour. Good tour. This is the Boston Calling Festival. Uh, lineup, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Foo Fighters, Blink-182, Billie Eilish, my girl, uh, and the original lineup of Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah, that's right. Forgot they were coming back for that. That's right. So very cool to see that. Uh, I think it's going to rock. It's, that, that it takes place <laughs> right during the It takes place during the Democratic uh, National Convention. So Rage, uh, Bernie Sanders uh, has a Rage song as his campaign song, apparently. Um, oh. So, Fuck the, you, I won't. Would you tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Bernie. I like it. That's cool. <laughs> uh, so they may be breaking to do that, and then that, that will be where they end. Uh, but so that's quick very question. Cool. I think Zach Delarosa has gotten fat? Oh, absolutely. I guarantee he has. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. All angry, but he's all fat and shit with a big beard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I won't eat what you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Rage against the keto <laughs> diet, there, buddy. Uh, very, very bad tour. 
the original lineup reuniting for the end of the road tour. It's our friends Kiss. Kiss. What the fuck are they doing? It's the end of the road tour. The original lineup getting together to fucking grab cash and Sophie Simmons is looking damn good. Other than that, Kiss can fucking join Tom Cochran in the blowing me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I hate yeah. them. I I hate their puritanical fucking holier than thou bullshit attitudes. I hate their shitty three chord fucking grunge crap punk music that they play and try to pass off as good. They're fruity. No one points out how fruity their fucking makeup is. Whether you like it or hate it, no one says you look like a bunch of fucking Freddie Mercury backup dancers. What is wrong with you people? How do they have an army? They have an army that's bigger than the Canadian Armed Forces. (laughs) It's it's Kiss. They have legacy behind them, I guess. I don't know. Legacy of I don't know. I, I mean... It's a band I kind of always wish I got to see, but that's like really twenty five years ago. Twenty five years ago, I wish I got to see them. I absolutely I hate just seeing them. I have no. no like, I'm not a. I'm not a fan, but I mean, I, the some the stuff they did in the eighties. I just I love how like like they put the essence sax and uh, all night and sleep. I mean, like I just, I just love the fact that everything they did was about fucking and it was just so unabashed. It was hilarious. I, they, I, they I talked like, about the lifestyle. None of them lived it. I just, it, they're hilarious. I liked uh, God gave rock and roll to you. That was it. And only cause it was, was like a- Bill and Ted. <laughs> Other giant reunion news that maybe not so much for you, but huge for me. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins getting together original lineup to tour and they're touring doing only songs from Gish and Siamese Dream which I think is very cool Uh, Siamese Dream in my opinion is one of the greatest albums of all time I actually agree to that I love that album oh James Eha's guitar work is just uh, supernatural he makes me believe in aliens yeah. Uh, so that would be very cool okay. to see. I never got to see them. I would love to. I did get to meet Billy Corgan at a book signing at Chapters in Vancouver. And he was just... That's... Yeah, it was his book of poetry. And I got to talk to him for a couple of minutes. He was he was not what you wanted. Like, I, w- I went in expecting him to be a super douche. And then I, I, did, I had no like misconception that he might be super nice. But he was just kind of there. He was just whatever. He was nothing like nothing to write home about, I guess. Other interesting one. I have no confirmation on this whatsoever. I think it's just a rumor. But Audio Slave, replete with Surge from System of a Down, taken over as the front man. Uh, that would be very cool. I think. <laughs> Um, really? Yeah, Audio Slave and filling in for the late and great Chris Cornell would be Serge Patekapapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapadapad
It's almost getting into like operatic stuff. I don't think I've heard anything new that he's done in probably close to 20 years. Honestly, it's like adult like, contemporary. Yeah, I I heard a lot of his solo stuff kind of just post toxicity and then I lost mm-hmm. track of them. I just didn't care. Yeah. Um it his voice is so powerful. It is. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. new album in the works that I'm I'm always excited. Uh, Tool, possibly. Mm. There's some weirdness there because Perfect Circles doing stuff, and uh, but anytime Maynard's out doing something, I am very happy. There's a band I've also always wanted to see live, but never never had the chance. Uh, Foo Fighters doing some shit. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age new album. It's it's going to be a big year for Dave Grohl, and I just whatever, dude. Your first two albums kicked ass, and after that, uh, you went Weezer on me. <laughs> uh, I one thing I love about Dave Grohl is that after the I think it's after the second Foo Fighters album, maybe it was the third one. He he was like you know. After playing in Nirvana for so long, playing some of these sort of heavier, faster songs, and all of a sudden he comes out and he does this much more lighter stuff. He says, I just, you know, I start realizing that my whole tour, like when I'm playing a, a set for the crowd, it's it's just so many of them are like slow songs. <laughs> these little lighter, bantier songs, it's like nothing's really sort of heavy. So he said, that's it. I'm fucking writing a heavier album. And he did just that, and that was that real big one that, um, all my life I would look up for something, yeah. something I did. Which I fucking love that tune. That was a great album. But uh, yeah, so I always thought that was funny that he ended up mocking his own sort of music, going, ah, "I really got to step my game up because I'm getting really bored playing this." <laughs> I gotta say, I don't. Uh, Kiss guy is not my favorite, but I could watch those videos uh, all day long because they do it at yeah. every concert, right? They get a different guy to come up. Uh, Kiss guy, yeah. obviously the most popular one. Uh, he's not my favorite, so- but I could watch those all day long. They just blow my mind. <laughs> Kiss guys, so good. I love that that keeps came would keep coming up in like interviews with Dave Grohl afterwards. Oh like, yeah, Kiss guys. Can I even do an interview to talk about this fucking guy? Jesus, bring one guy on stage. But uh, some uh, there was another one that yeah, I thought was yeah. it was quite a bit younger than Kiss guy, and I thought it was much better. I don't know if he was before or after. I'm assuming after. No, that's so you know many after those Kiss guy, before. everyone in that fucking audience went home and learned that song. Mm. Absolutely. Um, trying to figure out how. What else is going on? Some other music news. I have some music news. Uh, Neil Young revealed to fans that he has brain cancer. Oh. So Does that explain his horrible guitar part? Yet again, <laughs> just trying to fucking ride Gord Downey's coattails. What are you doing? Stop copying Gord Downey with you. Oh, I've got brain cancer, too. No one gives a fuck. You're old. Shut up. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Oh, that's so good. Uh, Did you hear about Andy Gill? Do you know who Andy Gill is? I know who Andy Gill is. I don't think I heard anything about Andy Gill. Andy Gill, guitar player from the band, what the fuck are they called? Uh, Gangs of Four? Gang of Four? Uh, British punk band? Um... Uh, he died on Saturday. Ooh, I had no idea. I did at the age of 64, uh, respiratory illness. Wow. Oh, don't yeah. tell me it's fucking coronavirus related. No. 
technically speaking, yes, but no. They're, yeah. the, that term never listed anywhere on there. But uh, yeah, no, he's uh, so he's he just passed away today. That sucks. So sad news for um, sad news for Andy Gill. Uh, yeah, that sucks. Sure, inspired a lot of music. So I don't like it when people die. Although I have ass numbers. Uh, I've lost my page. What else did I want to talk about? Neil Young. Um, oh, uh, I did bring her up for a reason. Francis Bean um, was mm-hmm. just divorced a couple years ago. Uh, she was married very briefly to a guy who looked freakishly like her dad. Uh, this is uh, Francis Bean Cobain, uh, for those yeah. who may not know. <laughs> and her, the Cobain estate, which she owns the majority of, uh, her share being about $450 million. Uh, it was just a judge decided that that's, uh, that's, he doesn't get any of that in the divorce. That's all anything to do with Nirvana. This dude doesn't get in the divorce. That includes future revenue and stuff like that. So, well, that really does look like her. That's freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of weird. Uh, She's very hot and I would be happy to hang out with her if she wanted to. So Francis, give us a call. 604-655-9630. I would like to just hang out with you and we don't have to talk about your dad's band because I, I won't really not very often. I don't even listen to it much anymore. No, I never did. So she wants to call me. I'm fine with that because I will not talk about that fucking band. Um, (laughs) or if, if you want to chat with Gord, uh, maybe just um, shoot, uh, what's her name? Sophie Simmons, uh, my number. That'd be good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, speaking of entertainment, do you, know, do you know who Mary Higgins Clark is, Eric? Of course. The uh, very long-time novelist. Um, I didn't realize she had the name of the moniker of Queen of Suspense, but uh, she died on Friday. Really? 92 years old. Wow. Yeah. Died in Naples, Florida of natural causes. And I think she's been writing for about 90 years, so that is pretty amazing. Yeah. That sucks. Uh, Look at Mr. Cemetery over here just checking the obituaries every day. Always about (laughs) the money. What can I say? I, I, I know death. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at anybody who died. Um, it just had a big couple of things that came up. I thought, oh, shit, look at that. It's dead. Um, uh, there is something so, I'd love to talk to you about, though. Okay, before we get to it, I got some crazy yeah. music news. Uh, at 2020, as you know, we'll see the release of a brand new full-length Ashes of Purgatory album called Alpha Go Zero. Uh, you can find three songs on YouTube right now. Uh, very good songs with videos to support that album. There's also a Rocky Fortune and the Rich Tones album coming out in 2020. Uh, Gord Strain got an advanced copy of it, and he thinks it's nifty. I really enjoyed it. Um, now, here's something crazy in the world of what the fuck? I never thought this would happen in a million years. I got a text message this morning from Chris Reaper, the frontman 
for the former Ashes of Purgatory. Oh. I haven't talked to Chris Reaper. Uh, I've, ta- I've spoken to him once since uh, Jason passed away. And we've never talked about anything. I just get this random text this morning. Hey, do you have a guitar? I'm working on a new project and you'd be perfect for it. Your style would be perfect. It's metal but rockish. Your style would be perfect. So who knows? There could be a collaboration with me and Chris Reaper from wow. the old Ashes of Purgatory, which I would be very weird, and I don't know. I'm apprehensive, but kind of cool that he reached out finally. Um, we'll see. I could be going to Vancouver to do some music. So stay tuned for that. That's there will wild. be obviously lots of talk about that here on the show. That was my music stuff. Not very funny today. I don't care. I ha- I enjoy reading this crap. Oh, I got oh, one more thing, is... but I can talk about it later. What is it? Uh, nothing. Nothing important. You go. Okay. Um, the reason I want to talk about this is because we have talked about this particular um, ailment, if you will, for, uh, for a long time. Um, but the FDA has officially approved their first peanut allergy drug. Really? Yep. It is a three-stage, three-phase, taken over time. It's not meant to be used as a, like, if you eat a peanut and you're about to fucking die. It's not like an EpiPen. It's not designed for that. It's designed to help minimize the effects that peanuts can have in the body over time. Uh, so the first phase, which is called the dose escalation, um, it's consumed on a single day, um, and then you updose it. The second phase, which takes a few months, which is eleven increased dose levels, um, and then after that, the, the drug is taken home. Um, the third and final is just a sort of like a maintenance, which can be administered daily as your just sort of keeps it as a maintained. So the whole point of it is to help, like I said, supposed to help minimize the effects of what uh, peanuts will have on the average person, because as it stands, there is absolutely no cure uh, for um, people who are allergic to peanuts. Uh, And for the most part, they are extremely severe. So, I think we do need to cure the world of people who are allergic to peanuts. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I th- I thought a cyanide pill would be the easiest, but apparently this this also works. But yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even know they were working on such a thing. So I didn't either, which makes me wonder: were they trying to do something else, and they just discovered, hey, if we give this to peanut people for the next twenty five years, maybe they won't be as if. That's kind of usually how it always happens, right? Yeah. Created for always one thing. On something and, else. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that was interesting. Um, well, yeah. I hope it uh, works out. Yeah. I, I hope they come up with something a little bit better than... I mean, it's, it's a great step forward, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's considering, it, you, you know... I don't know. I just don't see how taking a whole bunch of pills constantly for the rest of your life for something that I don't know is pretty relatively easily avoidable. I say uh, relatively because it's perfectly easily. 
that I don't is know. I don't just know. The, so I don't know. That's the medical profession's answer to everything, though, right? Keep them on pills for life. It'll be fine. Exactly. Uh, that's that's just what they do. More pills all the time. Pills, pills, take pills. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right, but that's what they do. Sorry, a little distracted there. I got uh, our good buddy Adrian asking if we're still live. And yes, Adrian, we are still live. Go to Spreaker.com and, and figure it out. <laughs> uh, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Starting Weinstein has no yeah. testicles and he's a mutant. That's right. Uh, so the second week of testimony has come to an end with him. Um, this one ended on a very strange note because on top of the four accusers, there's been a fifth person. There's been a fifth addition into this. And it is a, like a new witness. And this witness is a chihuahua. What? I, I can't even make this stuff up. Um, like literally this woman <laughs> god damn it <laughs> um, basically what it is is uh one of the women who claimed that while harvey weinstein was attempting to rape her um he would frequently show up unannounced at her apartment and then beg him to join him on fashion show trips and shit like that on one visit her pet chihuahua chased weinstein around the apartment uh, and the dog's photograph has now been entered into evidence. And ironically, the dog's name is Peanut. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> when when Weinstein was asked by a reporter outside of the court afterwards, Mr. Weinstein, are you afraid of chihuahuas? He turned and smiled and said, do I look like I'm afraid of chihuahuas? <laughs> <laughs> Good answer, Harvey. <laughs> I mean... Oh my God! This why why does everything have to end up being a fucking circus? Why, why? it it always does, does it? doesn't it? Uh, it's like the prosecutors yeah. are just trying to get uh, famous or something. I it, guess it, I don't know. It, it always ends up like this, like just something ridiculous. Like what are we doing? Just like fuck. figure out a sentence and put the guy away. Don't make this into a big stupid thing. Like a chihuahua, like to, to even mention my like my dog chased him around the apartment once. That how, that doesn't even need to it doesn't need to come up in conversation. It's got, did the dog bite him and leave a mark? Did he sue you for that? No. Well, then shut the fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> stick exactly. to the fact. Stick to yeah. something relevant that matters to the case. This is a serious just, case. I don't know if you guys know this is like he's on some pretty serious charges. You might want to fucking get your head to the game here. Yeah, right, you know. Oh, I just don't understand. Um, the last thing I wonder, because this is something I was reading up on a little bit earlier, um, uh, that I just thought was uh, fascinating. Um, there's a um, movie out. Uh, it's called Parasite. And it's a made-up movie about... Um, it's a work of fiction... Um, um, it's it's about the way people live in South Korea. It, it's it's not real in the sense of like the whole storyline, and everything else. It's just a movie. Um, but what is fascinating is is the rooms uh, that they that they show one of the apartments, um, and this is becoming realizing this is actually part of it is true. Um, the 
the apartments that these people that a lot of people live in, I mean a lot, meaning a lot, like uh, like hundred thousand fucking people, thousands upon thousands, lots and lots, a lot of them. It's for these tiny rooms, and it's literally big enough because it doesn't give dimensions. But I'm staring at a picture of it, and it's big enough for a double bed, not a queen size, but a double. And you have about, I'm going to say eight inches of clearance on the other side of the bed. So your bed is jammed into a corner, flush against the wall, and you have about eight inches on the other side of you. That's about it for room. Um, so it's a very, very small room. Um, the bathrooms in these places, this is what fascinates me. The bathrooms are all done where you have to step up like a foot and a half to get into the bathroom, which means it's a low-hung ceiling. Right. There's no sinks in the bathrooms. There's just a toilet and like this open shower sort of thing. So it's it's very it's a very it's really difficult to describe. It's very strange, but they're initially designed these little bedroom things and whatever were designed because uh, back in 1968, um, Seoul, Korea was so worried about with the North Koreans um, that they. In 1970, the South Korean government updated the building code so that any new building being built has to have a basement that serves as a bunker in case of a national emergency. That's how worried they were for everything. Makes um, sense. Right. Now, initially renting out, they're called, uh, I don't even why I even brought that up, Ban Chiha. Um, originally, renting these little spaces out was illegal because, again, it was meant for. Um, for a national emergency, but during the housing crisis in the eighties, they, and they're running out of a lot of space. The government was compelled to legalize these, uh, these underground spaces for people to live in. So you've got now you know, thousands of thousands of people that rent these little places out and the rently, the monthly rent for these places, which is around our value comes out to about 453 bucks a month. Wow. With these tiny little fucking rooms, and they are just, they are fucking tiny. Um, like I said, the bathrooms, I'm more appalled by the bathroom. Um, it is just strange. Uh, the windows, the the constant complaints for the way these windows, because they're done basement style, so the window is kind of right there, ground level, is people are constantly, because they're also not done in like really nice areas. So the basements are always, they're always like people smoking and sitting and shit like this out front of your window. People are constantly stopping and looking in. Um, so you basically got to keep your window boarded up close. And you're not allowed any natural. You can't really get natural light in there. Um, it's craziness. Um, size of these places are fucking so tiny. But, uh, yeah, it's just weird. a fascinating little thing to show you know, how weird it is. Um, this one guy's kind of funny that they talk about because he's like, you know, when he first got in there, he was constantly – uh, banging his head and banging his shins and all this around trying to get into the bathroom because it's so fucked up as a small design. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I'm, just, I'm okay with the apartment. You know, I, I save a lot of money, so I have, like, a nice car and I have a nice this and I have nice things. I have nice clothes, but I just have a really shitty, small, tiny place because it doesn't cost much. That works. Yeah, so it's, you know, I, I mean, I appreciate the fact that it's not, like, you know, they're forced to live in these fucking places, but <laughs> fucking tiny as shit, man. Oh my god, it's tiny. And the picture of in the bathroom, the guy, 
the guys when he's when he goes in the bathroom the way he's like to to like have a bath or whatever he has to stand with his legs spread open so his head doesn't hit the ceiling <laughs> i would be very uncomfortable yeah that wouldn't work well for you <laughs> and, um, and the guy's name his name is o i <laughs> just love that his oh, name is o his name is o just o <laughs> just o <laughs> just oh my name is o so yeah, it's just yeah, strange, weird how people live around the world and living conditions. So strange. There we go. They're building a micro hotel here in Kelowna, and I I'm looking forward to seeing what that's like. I don't know how yeah. big it, it, the room in a micro hotel is, but well, it can't be much smaller than some of the apartments around there. So fuck it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> eh? Um. Okay, we covered just about everything, and I know for you it's very late. Yeah, it's quarter after one here. Yeah, man. And uh, I could be done. <laughs> we I, we got yeah. a lot of information crammed into that episode. That was a good hour and a half, believe it or not. Because I do not want to start talking about the fucking new death reporting for fucking sickness. I just don't want to talk about it. Oh, no, I don't even, I don't even care. It's hilarious. Who cares? It's so funny now that it's just whatever. It's the flu. A bunch of people have the flu in flu season. Great. Yeah. Uh, get back to me with some fucking news. Yeah. I I am going to uh, end it on that note. I know it wasn't particularly funny, but for me, it was super fun. I really enjoyed today's episode. Oh, was, by the fun. way, do you remember the TV, we discussed the TV show The Colony? Yes. I found it. <laughs> oh, you did? Good for yes. you. I officially own season one. I'm waiting uh, patiently for season two. Very cool. Um, super stoked I got Amazon Prime and I'm watching all kinds of stupid TV shows that I don't like and they aren't good (laughs) well you enjoy that live action tick show is one of the biggest embarrassments I think ever in television so good I love that show I love the cartoon and the live action the cartoon is amazing the live action show is just (laughs) miscast to shit and they just get everything wrong really really I I, you don't think what's his name as the lead character was you think that was a bad idea Uh, this isn't the one with putty oh which they did another one they did another one and they tried to be like all serious and gritty. They tried to really make it look like the comic book, and uh, it's pretty bad. Oh my god! I'm 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 all over this. I gotta find it. The guy. Who oh my god! The... 2017, 2019. The guy who plays the Tick is just awful. Uh very. <laughs> I he might be a good actor. I don't know, but he sure as fuck isn't the Tick. Oh. Oh, that's so... Oh, it's a prime original. That explains it. Okay. The only thing I like is the girl who plays Arthur's sister, Dot, is very cute. Yeah. That's Valerie Curry. Yeah. Very, very cute. Um, Good casting on that one. The rest of the show, I don't know why you did what you did, but I don't like it. I'm going to go watch that. If you guys want to leave us some great emails, again, it's toddcockerncanblowme at gmail.com. Uh, leave your comments on speaker.com or wherever you like. We're everywhere, and we want to hear from you. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will be much funnier 
tomorrow, I promise. I just wanted a, a mellow one where Gordon and I just share a laugh. And I think we did that. I think we did too. Uh, I enjoyed it. up on podbeat.com over on Thor's Kitten Podcast. You can hear me and Gord. Uh, and I don't know, like us on Facebook and shit. And Instagram. I'm trying to do the Instagram thing. So go there and do whatever you do. I will see you there later. Until next time, take care of each other. Gord, it's up to you. <laughs> Die in vast numbers, uh, but keep our listenership up. I can't argue with that. That's just sound <laughs> advice. We are going to be live all this week. Every episode we do this week is going to be live. So tune in, write in, um, all that shit. Uh, I got to play some music because I didn't do that last time. You, uh, If you're good, Gord... Yeah, I'm good. All right, buddy. Everybody, have a good night. I'm going to do this. In honor of our Dave Grohle discussion. This is my Dave Grohle sounding song. (laughs) And then I believe if I do that... (laughs) 